You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to WoW Talk, the Mash Those Buttons podcast all about World of Warcraft. My name is Nick Zelenkevich, and I'm here with Ray Lou. Hey, hey. And Eric Knutson. Hey, guys. And Chris Harv Greer. Hello. And today is May 24th, 2021, and this is WoW Talk, episode number 185. And if you look at your podcatcher, you may say to yourself, wait a minute. The last episode I have from them is episode number 183 from about a month ago. What happened? And what happened is we recorded episode 184 about two weeks ago, as we are wont to do, and the episode had a bunch of audio issues. And my, my fault, I didn't uh, have some settings properly uh, set up and whatnot, and the episode was unrecoverable. So uh, you could find the episode if you went to Twitch and, and watched the, uh, the video there. I think it's up on the YouTube, or maybe not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the episode is out there if you want to find it. It's uh, not, our best, not our best work audio-wise, uh, which was why we decided not to release it. I think it was a great episode, or I enjoyed the episode at least, uh, of recording it. Um, but it is it is effectively lost to the annals of history. So, uh, you know, it, it is the lost episode of Wild Talk they don't want you to hear. So. <laughs> Who is they? It's the man. Bobby Kotek. No, Bobby Kotek's oh. a good guy. No, he doesn't want you to watch the episode. <laughs> It's it's Robbie Schmodick or whatever his no, name, Robbie just... Rodick. It's <laughs> <laughs> alter ego. But uh, yeah, so our apologies for that. Um, fingers crossed. I mean, we don't know how this episode is going to turn out, but you know, we've already had one audio hiccup here, <laughs> but we got past that, so uh, we should be good going forward. So that said, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Ray, how has uh, everything been going in game? Uh, I got to do a little bit more stuff now that I'm. I think I'm pretty much recovered until next, oh no wait, in two weeks, where I have to get my next set of shots, and then we'll see how it goes again. <laughs> oh, um, nice. Yeah, but um, yeah, we uh, did some randoms and LFRs on alts, just to to do the things, and I I was been doing some uh, augment rune runs on my tank, just to kind of practice tanking, quote unquote, but just have a lot of augment runes so I can have it for uh, raid this coming week. and. It was fun just talking to a lot of different people and just adding. I mean, it's just, I guess, how it used to be. You know, it felt nice just to be able to play and then, you know, apologizing for tanking because I'm like, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> you see my character opening up the map and just like, I don't know where to go. I'm like, sorry, guys, I clearly don't know where I'm going, you know, or, or just waiting around and just trying to make sure I don't pull a lot, you know, because I can't judge how someone's doing until the hunter or someone else starts pulling everything for me which is not fun or things like I'll grab enough, but then the hunter has barrage and it goes 80 gajillion zones over. And I'm like, ah, oh, crud, I have to hit all my buttons now, right? All the important buttons to save myself. 
All right. Was that why I had that random shutter the other night? Probably. Barrage. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Because I was like, all right, I'm doing good. <laughs> and just arrows fly out everywhere. I'm like, oh no, all these mobs. My taunt, eight seconds. Help. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's it was fun to do that. And uh, it was fun just seeing messages and people just like, you know, uh, at the end of one, you know, someone was just like, oh, you know, you did a great job. I'm like, I did? And it's like, oh yeah, because the, the druid... And, because it was a druid healer, and he uh, backed into the tentacle on, is it Plaguefall? I get all these guys m- mixed up. I think it's Plaguefall. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it has the, lots of tentacles, yep. Yeah, so it's like just one of the trash mobs before the little running guys with the bombs that explode on, on the countdown yep, or whatever. That be, yep, yeah, that's Plaguefall. Yeah, so I was like, no, I was like, well, I heal this normally, so just being able to see that usually a DPS will just wander and walk into everything possible. I'm used to knowing that's probably going to happen, so I'd stopped instead of going forward and just tanked it and then kept going because I think, you know, when you get left in combat forever and then people can't drink or do whatever they need to do to get it to mount across and stuff like that, so, no. But, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun because I got to talk and add some people on Discord and have conversations, albeit some of them were kind of awkward and weird, you know. It's like, that's your profile picture? I'm like, oh, please stop talking to me now. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) ASL pick. (laughs) Yeah, it was like being brought back to AOL days. Like, oh, geez. Yeah, so. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you guys run into stuff like that. I mean, I don't think every, you know, like, I mean, you guys have just random pictures, right? For your profile stuff on Discord. Uh, Oh, yeah. I have my face. Okay. I have Crash Bandicoot. All the ones I <laughs> from the strip, I can see there's only two people that have their actual picture, and everything else is just random stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it was it was fun doing that because I kept switching between heroic and normal, and just getting whatever gave me a satchel cause, and money. Guys, it's a good way to get money. Just pull the queue. It's like nine hundred and change per satchel when it comes up on the uh, random thing. But uh yeah. So that was that was that for me. Uh for what I did. Um I know Eric will talk into rating, but I'd like to call it that we did normal and it plugging is like a revolving door because we either have people or we don't have people. Day that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh I did Oh, sorry. I was going to say plugging is a revolving door sounds like a a, a strong metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, it, it pretty much was. That's what it felt like, because, like, you know, I always post our logs and everything um, at the end of the night and stuff. So, you know, I was just like, usually I try to, like, you know, write down people's names and stuff in there just because that way, you know, we can either remember who they were, remember that we don't or do want them again <laughs> in the future, you know. But it was so many people for normal that one night. I was just like, revolving door for pugs, because I'm not writing a whole list of people that either, you know, uh stayed or didn't stay too long or for whatever reason and uh m1 in chat said we too healed sire because uh one one healer had to do overtime and the other healer got swapped to his schedule for a for closing shift instead so it was me and the usually dps but came to heal with me so we did that for normal and we too healed it which was fun um i know we had a pug was just like don't we need a third healer and i just wanted to say but back in the day when it was ten man, it was two two four, so I mean six. 
<laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, two healers should be okay. No, two, we two, four like, sounds right. Because yeah. a lot of times we went with eight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> or we went with 10 and two got killed within phase one. 45 so seconds. Yeah, you're right. So what you're saying is you were doing flex mode before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah. Blizzard just caught up to us. I know. I'm like, oh, they're on to something here. That guy just died to the bomb 45 seconds in. Cool. I won't name names. It's fine. We all know. <laughs> but um, but while doing stuff with uh with the pugs for the last two weeks, I did enjoy people who come into Discord and either listen or actually start chatting or calling out stuff. I like people who are proactive with mo- with the mechanics and actually like helping to do stuff instead of just kind of existing there. So to speak, you know what I mean. I don't know. So, anyways, I'll let Eric talk about that part, and then, <laughs> and then today, I think I've met my first cocky alliance person. What? I know it was weird. It was weird because, uh, yeah, it was the cashier at the at the Cub Foods that I was shopping at, and um, she was just talking because, you know how retail is. Sometimes you want someone to talk to, um, but yeah, I was just talking, and she's like, "Oh, you know how you know just." female chatting i'm like ah, if you find the right guy they can also chat a lot i was like that happened to me you know last week because i was playing a game and she's like you play games i'm like yes online games yes i was playing world of warcraft and then she hesitantly put her hand up to give me a high five so <laughs> and she's an older lady you know so she's like it's like all right and she's like so what faction are you are you alliance i was like yes yes i am you know and she was just super excited. She's like, oh, I made a warrior. I was like, okay. I was like, I, my main's a holy priest. She's like, oh, priests, I can kill them. I was like, well, not all of them, but okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, and then she... I kill all the priests. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, oh, well, I guess I can't kill them all because some of them saved my butt. I was like, probably. And then she proceeded to talk about how, I guess she was ta- talking to her son about how uh, on her server when she played, they uh they were the first server to open up AQ and her son was like nah and just like just the way that she was talking about it was just like giving super sass and the the I know all the things and I was like okay and I was like this feels weird are you sure you're alliance <laughs> I don't ever hear that we just like talking about playing the game so it was just funny how she uh was excited about it and I tried to cut it short because there were people in her line to check out stuff I'm like okay I was like here you ever want to talk here here's my info you can message me if you like but i should get going because you have to work at your shop okay bye <laughs> but yeah oh you k by the lady at no i didn't and i internally k by her and I didn't, I didn't... <laughs> her arm was in a sling i wasn't gonna be mean <laughs> uh but yeah so fun times just when you uh go out and you Meet random people. Oh, and we also saw someone else at the the macaron place, right? It was also excited because oh, yeah. he saw my Overwatch shirt, and I was like, "Well, I didn't have the heart to tell him I don't play Overwatch." I was like, "Well, I mainly play WoW." He's like, oh, "They do exist, yay!" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys have these type of experiences if you ever go shopping. I I never leave the house, so. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> My experience yeah. of telling people you play World of Warcraft, they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, I agree with Joe. She says it's fun meeting random people who also play WoW while you're out and about. It's always good times. Yeah. I, I was walking around our neighborhood uh, once, and I saw there was a car with like a Horde bumper sticker on it. And it was like parked in some driveway. And I'm like, I need to remember like which house this is, so I could like come by and be like, Hey, hey, do you play WoW? <laughs> <laughs> like, let me leave, let me leave, leave a note on your dashboard. Just be like, you know, check out our podcast. <laughs> you should have wrote a note for yourself so you could have gotten made a little f- thumbs down flag and just planted it somewhere. What? Oh, for the duel. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like disapproving of the horde symbol. No, no, just I just remember that's the only flag I remember when it comes people that you could plant. Mm, that's funny. Yeah, most of the most of the things where Ray runs into somebody that gets to talk about WoW or something, it's because you usually wear uh, shirts that have are somewhat video game themed or something, and then it usually sparks conversations. Video game shirts are fun. Mm-hmm. I can only wear so many shirts that say NYC before someone says you from NYC. Yeah, <laughs> like the one I have on today. So, <laughs> kinda, kinda? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, it's you know, all those shirts from like Express or Air Pastel, or they all just yeah. say like, I don't know why they're all New York ones, but you just like New York. Yeah, I, I think it's just because I just don't want to wear my Call of Duty shirts. <laughs> I just leave, mm, give them to you to that's wear. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh. So Eric, how was uh what's been going on in raid with you? Well, um let's see here. We basically we're super short on people. So, um on Wednesday we did like a full clear of normal. I got to play my warlock, so that was kind of fun. Um changed things up a little bit. Um and then when the next day we were also super short again, so we ended up just pugging a whole bunch of people. Um it's so funny, like the grab box or the grab bag you get of good and bad and completely clueless. We had we had some that came in to Discord and talked with us and hung out and, and whatever, and that was cool. Those are always positive experiences. But then there's like, we'll get somebody that'll join and uh, they're super geared. Like this one, we got this druid healer that was super geared, right? And I was like, why is this person joining for this? Because they don't need this. Um and they came and we killed the first boss and then they just left nothing said nothing just left and uh i was like all right well fine and then we had another person that was uh a boomkin (laughs) that um when you look at like their their kill progress or whatever like with whatever guild that they had been playing with they were seven out of ten heroic right so we figured okay they must know what they're doing a little bit at least know these beginning fights and uh they kept messing up like the most obvious things and then you tell them like hey when you get targeted like for example uh the lady inerva or whatever um when you get targeted for the like lightly concentrated animal it's a big circle around you you need to run it up by the tank so that when it bursts it leaves the ad there and then it can be picked up he took it and he ran to the back of the room right and we were like already pretty close to killing the boss. I was getting down to that like twenty five percent left mark where like everything's kind of critical. Guy, dude, runs to the back of the room and drops it off, and we're like, "Fuck!" All right, so we grab, we grab, and we drag the boss all the way to the back of the room to go try and go get it, and it just everything fell apart, right? And uh, we explained to him like, "Hey, this needs to come up here." Like we thought you knew this fight. We're, oh yeah, yeah, got it. Like okay, so we did it again. Uh, next <laughs> next time, there's also the mechanic where you have people have beams and they have to bring them through a triangle 
and and basically make that to make these orbs go away. He got it and he didn't move. And we're like, oh my god, we go and we go go and we had we tried to get him over there and then he ran over kind of, but then like he just like stood behind it so the beam wasn't going through anything and then we died again and we're like, oh my god, let's just uh let's just do something else. So we went to go do a different fight and. uh yeah, and then we get to the next fight, and he's just screwing stuff up, like, left and right. It was Kale. almost like he had never been there before. Yeah, and, it was uh, bad. Yeah, he finally was just like, I'm sorry, I'm not a raider, and then he left. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, sign up for a raid and not have any idea what you're doing and not tell us beforehand. Well, does he... When you bring these pugs in, do they join in the Discord, or uh, was he just in chat? It's about half and a half. Yeah. Um, he was not in Discord. Yeah, it's one. Of I those... would imagine so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things. Like I always want people to fill in like my parameters. Either like you join Discord, or I I want someone to PM me first. You know, like I'll even write in, if I'm doing it. It'll just be like uh, PM me. You know, and you'll get an instant invite. You know, or or, or for Eric for at least for doing dungeons or M pluses or something. But for a raid, you know, I usually want to ask Eric, hey, tell them to come join Discord first and then we'll invite them or whatever. Because I feel like that's much more important because I'd rather someone be there to listen. You know, if they don't yeah. want to talk, at least listen and then they can type their questions yeah. if they don't want to talk or whatever, you know, or if they can listen and they ask questions and they're like, because I know every time, you know, we're in there, I'm like, hey, if you have any questions, if you don't know how to do something, just ask. Like, it's better just to ask right. and get it explained to you instead of, you know, linking, Eric, your AOTC achievement for your main and then not mentions like well but i don't know how to do jack diddly squat on this character you know because like that one shaman that we had that had come and he linked oh, you the yeah, achievement also. but then he didn't know what he was doing and you know died right away and it's like well okay that's not helpful but cool i guess you know mm -hmm. just at least say something so we can be like okay well if you're not used to range then follow the rest of the range or whatever you know because we had you know we had a whole bunch of hunters the one night and like there's just the one hunter he's just off by himself in the other pillar and i was like well, he's not chat. I can't reach him. Okay, it's fine. Everything's fine. Oh. <laughs> the hunter logic there is: if I just run far enough away, I won't get hit by anything. <laughs> oh. oh, is that how that works? It's not. It's not yeah. correct, and it does not work that way. But that's the logic behind it. <laughs> I can just get out of. The <laughs> yeah. Oh hell. Like, you, you you may not be able to heal me, but I won't take any damage, so it'll be fine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But the one thing, the one complaint that I have is, as a DPS who, you know, usually I'll wind up in like a mixed group for a dungeon, not so much a raid, but is I'll say like, hey, heads up, like this is my first time here or I haven't been here in a while, you know, let me know any mechanics or anything. And like nine times out of 10, nobody says anything and we just go and, uh, you know, like I don't, I either ignore the mechanics or I botch the mechanics or maybe I figure them out on the fly. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, usually it, it takes a wipe before. We had to like, okay, like, let's sit down and actually talk about everything now. Because I guess, too, to a certain degree, you can kind of figure, like, okay, like, maybe this guy doesn't know what he's doing, but we can carry him, and we, it's it's quicker to just go, and then, you know, rather than sit there and explain the fight if we're going to beat it anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it is much better to, to be open and be like, at least let at least they should let you know I don't know what I'm doing, and then you can make that call, like, yeah, we'll <laughs> tell you what the mechanics are, or, like, actually, you're fine, just... Yeah. Go run behind that right. pillar and, and stay out of the range so you don't get damaged. Like there's a um, there's a big difference between like getting into an LFR group and not not knowing what you're doing, and then you know speaking up right away and saying, "Hey, I'm not really sure what I'm doing," and then everybody just ignoring it and going anyway because a lot of times in LFR you can just power through it. But 
joining a group of like an already formed team that's either normal or heroic and then not saying anything about it. like yeah. if i know that if if somebody had joined our group and said hey i'm not really sure how to do these things but i'm willing to learn then absolutely i have no problem explaining the fights before we go or making more call outs than we normally would to just try and help them through it but if they just come in and be like link their aotc or link something like that and then i'm like all right well this person's a this is a done deal i don't need to tell this person anything and then they mess things up for the rest of us because there's so many mechanics in this fight or actually in that fight but the raid and actually lots of raids over the last uh last few expansions where like if you screw something up you kill everyone it's not just like (laughs) there's not just like "Ah, i screwed up and i died and everybody else can go on without me there's so many that require full cooperation and so yeah that just gets frustrating if they would just say something and I mean, there can be a little bit of a leeway. Like, it's one thing, okay, like, this is what's going to happen. And then you actually get in there, you're like, oh, okay, like, this is the mechanic they were talking about. Like, this is what it looks like when I need to do X. Right. Like, you have to, you know, you have to kind of go through that to get it. And you're probably going to screw it up the first time because it's like, like, oh, you're going to get hit with a ball and everything's going to turn green. And it's like, you're not going to understand what that's going to look like until it happens. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, you know, like, give everybody, like, I guess, like, a wipe. And then, like, to kind of be like, okay, like, now you know when this happens, you know, now you know what the trigger is to go do you know what you need to do and run to the back of the room or whatnot. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I mean, ultimately, it all comes down to communication. I think the problem is that people are so people are so conditioned because, like, you know, even as we're kind of talking about it, like the general perception is that the community is toxic and hostile. And so even when you're in a situation and everybody seems cool, you're still thinking in the back of your head like they're toxic and hostile like don't <laughs> like if i don't move they can't see me kind of thing like just, i'm just gonna be in the chat and not say anything and and as long as i don't die i can just hang out in the back and and you know even if i don't top the meters like they won't do anything like it's it, and you're really the, the this game is designed for you to be you know like talking and, and c- communicating 100 percent the whole time sure and it's more fun that way too mm-hmm. yeah i mean when we had a couple of ways i'm like you know what and i do my typical thing slash dbm ver see how many people have dbm installed and they'll tell me who like you know has it installed or if it's not updated or you know if they have big wigs or whatever and i think that night was just like i think it was just three of our guildies didn't have it updated and the druid that didn't know how to read had it installed but the one warlock who knew what he was doing didn't have anything installed so i was like wait <laughs> i don't <laughs> what's happening <laughs> it's like oh no i mean the thing is like don't get me wrong, like DBM is is important, and I'm not gonna say like don't use it. But as somebody who does not have DBM installed and admittedly hasn't rated in a few expansions, like for the most part, like you you have to be paying attention, you have to know what you're doing, but you can get all the cues from the raid itself. That you know, like DBM helps it make it puts it front and center and makes it easier. But like you can, I mean, maybe certain things like the exact radius on a on a on an AOE or something like you know, as far as like oh, like like this pixel is okay to stand on this pis- this pixel is one one pixel over too far. Like you can get by without that. But that said, like unless you are the kind of like unless you 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 can verify verifiably prove it like that one warlock you were talking about, um, where you're at the top of your game that you know what you're doing. Yeah, you want to have that installed just because it it makes it makes your life easier, and that's the kind of the point. It's it's you're you're upping the difficulty on a raid for no reason. Yeah, I think because uh, like even for audio cues, I know like you know I don't know if people read chat while they're raiding. I know like I don't have to read all the big giant text, but I hear the booty oh. boops, and I'm like, all right, well this is you know. Then I'll look up if I have to, but I know what's coming, so I'm ready. So I don't know. Reading's I know, hard I for know. people. <laughs> 
I know people don't read chat while you're rating because I come online and nobody says anything. <laughs> I know. And that's what I did the other uh, this, this weekend when Eric was working. I logged in. I'm like, I'm going to see what it's like just to log in and not talk to anyone and not say hi like I always do because I want to see what's so fun about that. There's nothing fun about just logging in and just doing whatever the hell you want and then seeing people online. There's zero zero funness in that. I'm always I'm always surprised when I log in and like nobody says anything and then I look and nobody's online and I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> I'm found that like I'm convinced it's a certain people will only log in if other people are on because I I've tended to notice that like you know someone won't be on, but then if they see like several people in voice chat the hop in and like oh there you guys are like well you could just ask to play if someone's not on because that's what i always say like tell me you want me to be on boom if i'm not if i'm at home boom i can be on or maybe i'm cooking i'll be on in 15 minutes you know like i can do the things but i can't attach a computer and a monitor to my side while i'm walking up and down the stairs although it'd be probably great for working out but I don't want to carry all that <laughs> shit with me everywhere. <laughs> just, just message me. I have a device for these things. <laughs> so what you're, what you're saying is you're looking forward to the mobile version of Warcraft whenever they announce that. It's <laughs> just sitting on my iPad. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be great. But not great at the same time. Because I have to be plugged in. I'm sure that would take a lot of juice. Just to, a lot of the man use. <laughs> you, they could give you a simple interface like kind of like the mini map or uh, whatever and that's all you see you don't actually see your character just make it real real old school just text-based yeah actually go yeah go text-based like uh oh god oh you, god uh, you are now standing or... in the fire and <laughs> you have gone north a rat has appeared what do you do swing sword enter Oh, Slash man. cast barrage. <laughs> that would be like, game would take so long to try to play that way. Text-based WoW. Oh, my God. I would definitely I, miss that one. I was thinking, like, the old school games where the the graphics were just the texts. Like, your character is a letter, and the monsters are all a different letter, and the walls are, like, a, a block or whatever. And it's just, you're, you're, you're just moving around in two dimensions. Basically, like, Madden pre-1992. Pretty much. Pretty much. Or like the oh. Game Boy version of Madden. Which is like, you're the light gray circles and the other team is the dark gray circles. <laughs> you, you want it to be like that old, the really old, like, I, I want to say it was Coleco, but I don't even think that's right. The old football game where it's like, it's just like you had the little, it was like a little plastic thing about the size of a Game Boy and it had like a little like faux football arena actually like oh. on... And then you're talking it was about. just red dots, and you just move the red dots around, and they made no sense how that worked. And you just went one way, and then the other way, and like that was it. Yes, I don't remember what it was called, but I definitely I don't, remember what you're talking. It was about. called football. I'm pretty sure. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right. But yeah, that's uh, that, that yeah, like give me that, but that'll be wow. <laughs> like you just. <laughs> Man, and here I just found like my five and a five and a half or five and a quarter floppies of. Bubble Bobble and Jill the Jungle. Oh, jeez. Oh, Bubble Bobble. So does that mean a green dot would start coming at you? And they're like, oh, shit, it's an orc. No, this is a little... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and, the, and the really weird, chunky, weird sounds. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if only WoW came out back in the 90s, but I guess we did have Warcraft back in the 90s. So. <laughs> It did exist in some form. So, any, anything else, Eric? 
No, that wraps it up for me. All right, so Harv, have you been playing lately? I have. I've logged in every day except one day for like the last week. And I've been playing exclusively Burning Crusade pre-patch. Nice. So so are you level 60 on your Blood Elf now? (laughs) No. But yeah, I've seen a lot of... I don't play Horde. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a lot of uh, Draenei running around. I'm like 52 now, and there's a lot of Draenei Shaman running around in my level range. So, yeah, man. Uh, There's a vast difference between Classic and then the Burning Crusade pre-patch. Like, all the talent trees got redone and stuff. I now have Summon Water Elemental. Yeah, I'm just doing the leveling, enjoying the, enjoying is the word, looking for a group for Zulfarek, because the first group I got, they were absolutely horrible, and they <laughs> wiped like every third pool, and oh, then no. I was like, I'm going to go take a shower, I came back, and I'm like, 48 mage, looking for a group for Zulfarek, and I got an invite, and they had a 60 paladin running everybody through, I'm like, nice. sweet, so that went really smooth. Like I said, I got I got four levels in the last two days. So, oh wow! So grind it through, man. It might be possible for me to hit at least my goal is fifty eight by next Monday, so I can go do Hellfire Ramparts. Ramparts. And now the <laughs> summoning stones you could summon with them now, because it's still funny watching everybody going warlock. We have we're blah blah, blah looking for a tank. Have warlock. We'll summon. I'm like, but the summoning stones work now. So what are you worried about? <laughs> but yeah it's just it's cool it's burning crusade the playing mage the talent you... tree the talent tree got really revamped though there's a lot of little tiny things that make a big difference that made it a lot easier what were you gonna ask that i was gonna ask are you running into a lot of boosted characters well, i guess you're at 48 so you're actually beneath where the boosted characters are the boosted characters available now Yes, yes, they are. Oh, that might explain why there's some 60s. But I am running into a lot of, like, early 50s level people, so they've been grinding it out. Yeah, it's it, you can boost uh, any character except for a Draenei or a Blood Elf. Oh, Bl- then they, I have no have... idea. Okay. I mean, we're on... I play on Pagel. There were a lot of 60s already. They were one of the first to unlock the Gates, Anchor, gates of Anchorage. I'm pretty sure they did it, like, the first lockout you could have it unlocked so it was a pretty popular server so to show people that we're serious they had 10 days to get to level 60 and not 14 (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah let's yeah we could we can talk about that now actually because that was uh i guess the big issue is that they went to put in the the pre-patch and it did not go well. <laughs> Wait, what, what happened? Because I kind of missed all that, I guess. Oh, because uh, well, it was supposed to come out on the 18th, I think. Was it last Tuesday? And it wound up, it, servers didn't go live till the 19th. Uh, they brought them down for maintenance. And in particular, one of the database, like, I guess, you know, because they're migrating over and copying all the databases. And one of the migrations didn't work. And they had to, like, restore it from a backup and everything. And it wound up taking several hours and so people were all expecting you know okay you know service should be back up in like three hours and then three hours later like it's gonna be like another three hours and and they were just pushing it later and later into the night it was the early hours of the 19th 
when the servers were finally up and people were playing and there were, you had your standard. I think most people were understanding um, because, you know, like this is the first time Blizzard's ever done anything like this where they've opened up a game and then let you decide, like, do I want to leave my character on the existing servers or move to copies of the, you know, like, you know, like basically branching the game in that regard. Um, Cause even then when they opened up classic, it was just new. It was a fresh start. It's not like you were pulling your character from retail and sending it back over to classic. You could recreate the character, but there's no connection between the two. But now you have, you know, they, they have to have, when you log in, you get to decide, do I want to stay in classic? Do I want to go to retail or not retail? Uh, do you want to go to burning crusade? And yeah, they've never done anything like this before. And the, the, this was the first time that they were doing it live. And so, so you, you had a handful of people who were complaining, like, you know, like you, you do patches all the time. Why can't you get this one right? Oh, there's always like, going to yeah, be this those not, people. Yeah. Like, this is not a normal patch. Like, and, and, and like, they've never done anything like this before. And this isn't really the kind of thing you can prep. For. Like, you can test your backups and stuff. But, like, you, you know, like, the only way you can test the live migration is to do the live migration. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah that was, apparently uh, I missed all of that because I just I guess I logged in on Wednesday and had no clue any of that had gone down. Well, yeah, and you, and you had your handful of people too who had like taken the day off, and then everybody just laughing at them like, why, why would you do that? Never. And I got burned on that. I got burned on that because I uh, took some time off for the Mass Effect relaunch, and I did not have Windows 10. I had Windows 8.1, which was still playing everything. And and WoW is you're supposed to need Windows 10 for WoW. And I was still able to install Shadowlands. So I'm like, yeah, if I could, if it handled Shadowlands, it'll handle Mass Effect. And then I went to play it and it wouldn't run. I'm like, crap. So I wound up having to like reinstall Windows 10 and everything. And I wound, I wound up spending the day working on my computer instead of playing the game. And that was all my fault. But, <laughs> the, but the point is you should never take time off for a game because something's always going to go wrong. And in, yeah, this, in this case, I yeah. Remember that time I got burned on that Shadowlands launch? <laughs> yeah. No reminder. Yeah. Too soon. How, how upset was I about that, guys? I'm yeah. Still not playing Shadowlands. No. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so be, be careful with that. But, uh, yeah, no, the Blizzard did finally get everything up. And I, I was able to log in. I purchased the deluxe edition. I don't know if anybody else did. I guess we probably didn't, Harv, right? No. Because I purchased it because I wanted the, I was going to, I figured I wanted the boost because all I want is to be able to go check out Orgrimmar and Thousand Needles. That's all I want to do in classic. I don't care about leveling. I don't care about the dungeons. I just want to go to Orgrimmar and Thousand Needles. And I'm level 14 in the Barrens, and I have to kill like three more harpies to finish whatever quest I'm on. I'm like, I'm never going to finish that. So let me just pay. I can roll a new character. He'll start in Orgrimmar. I can check out Orgrimmar. Looks awesome. I can fly over to Thousand Needles. Oh, my God. There's no water here. That looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I got what I needed. (laughs) And I got and I got two sweet mounts. And I can roll roll around in Oribos on the the face hunter. One of the things that I was really looking forward to was the shimmering flats out in Thousand Needles. The old school where they had the little racetrack. You just yep. basically spend an entire level grinding all the way around that little area. And then I'm like, cool, later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Thousand Needles. The regular spot where the horde does most of their stuff, awful. It's a terrible place. The shimmering flats with the goblins and stuff, awesome. Uh, see, I like the, the 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 spires, and you've got the like the Torin, uh, little Torin villages, like on top of the mesas, like uh, uh, all the way up there, and the elevators and everything. That's 
that's what I remember. Like Thousand Needles was one of my favorite zones leveling through classic. That's where I got my hyena pet was in Thousand Needles. And so like when they flooded it and 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 destroyed it, I don't want to say I was distraught, but I was like, oh, why'd you, why'd you ruin Thousand Needles? That was so cool. It was cool till yeah. the first time you played through it. And it's, now it's a water level and you're like, this is awful. Yeah. I thought it was neat though, that they give you like the, the little boat and then you have like the little, uh, like the, the, the little suit you can run around in the bottom of the water. But still, like it's 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 not the same. Yeah. It's just not the same. And so Yeah, so to be able to go back and actually like, you know, I just all I did was I took a flight point, I like, got to the one village, I just looked around the edge of the mesa, like, whoa, and I was like, I got stuff to do. I can't I can't be in here for too long. <laughs> but I can check it out now at my leisure, which I'm excited about. Yeah, uh I'm enjoying it. The bur <laughs> I am way more hyped about Burning Crusade than I was classic, because I started two weeks after the launch of Burning Crusade, so it's like playing it for reals back in the day. <laughs> no Plus, I, ne- I never leveled as a Frost Mage back then. Leveling as a Frost Mage is kind of broken because there's a really high chance that every time you hit someone with a Frost spell, it freezes it in place. And I'm like, Ooh. oh, <laughs> this isn't even a thing now. But this is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm 52, about to roll through Fairless. Not Fairless. Fellwood. Hmm. And the thing I remember about Fellwood is there's that cave with all the warlocky things and stuff. Yes. And it goes on forever, man. Y- yes. And that's always been one of my favorite spots to level through. So I'll probably do uh, that I, here in the next couple of days. I had quit WoW in vanilla when I was stuck in the Barrens endlessly. And then sometime after burning crusade had come out i want to say it's probably like 2008 sometime like early 2008 i got that e- like email like hey come back here's free two weeks and i was like i'm not doing anything i'll, I'll come back for two weeks sure and so i rolled a dran eye and i started leveling him up and then i got hooked again and i was like okay let me go back to my hunter now that i, I left uh no, actually no you know i didn't leave him and i got through the barons i left him in stone talent i like just finished the barons and got into stone talent but i was so exhausted from the barons i was like i can't do it anymore so I logged it. So I picked him up in Stone Talon, and then I was able to run from there. And then I got him all the way up to. I only got him into the Burning Crusade content like right before Wrath was about to release. And then like real life intervened, and I stopped playing. <laughs> then Nick stopped playing for the best expansion ever. Yes, mm-hmm. and then I came back at the end of Burning Crusade for the Cataclysm, and then I've been here ever since. <laughs> so it's so weird, weird, Nick. You're like, oh, I'm playing Horde. It makes sense that you got burned out in the Barrens because leveling Horde suck. Oh, and then, then you go to Stone Talon and you're like, a new zone. It's just as boring as the Barrens. <laughs> and then, play Alliance, man. You at least get to go to Darkshore and get to deal with all the undead stuff. Well, or even not even Alliance. Roll of Forsaken, or even you don't even need to roll of Forsaken. I can take get I can get over to Lordaeron and then just like start leveling around there, and that's what I should do because like they've got fun quests over there with the. You know, and they're all different now in, in live than they were back then because they completely redid some of those zones. But yeah, all the, the sepulchral stuff and whatnot. I mean, that's because that's the one thing, too, is when you're like, I rem- like when you're horde, you, you get to the crossroads and there's that one forsaken apothecary and they're like, oh, hey, I need you to run this. I need you to run an urn for me. It's all the way over in the eastern kingdoms. And you're just like, <laughs> and you're just like, all right. And then you wind up going over there and you're off on a completely different leveling track because you're you're over amongst the forsaken. So no, there's there are ways around the barons, but the problem is that for the barons, that for as much as it sucks, it's iconic and it's like 
it fe- like the, the that sense of of getting tired of killing harpies it's like required it's like you that's how you earn your horde badge like we're killing harpies <laughs> and thunder lizards today guys yeah i survived the barons and now i now i get to yell for the horde <laughs> so uh so any, any other thoughts on uh burning crusade I'm wondering if I'm actually gonna go do go through and do all the attunement stuff for next year. I don't think I am because I'm lazy. As I level, because man, I don't want to go to Blackrock Depths like 17 times to do those quest chains. Oof. And it's like each time you go in there, you're in there for like an hour and a half, and you're like, did it on my hunter. Don't need to do it again on my mage. <laughs> so I'm just gonna level and then. Hopefully next Monday be ready to roll in and be like, hey guys, let's do Hellfire Ramparts. I am I am curious how the Fell Reaver is gonna feel. Very quaky. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be quaky, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I was watching, but I heard that sound effect the other day, and it it felt real. So. <laughs> What's this giant shadow? Oh God! <laughs> no! <laughs> Pancake. Well, I just. And I know, I know the whole issue was the draw distance, but I just remember you hear that and you're just looking around like, where is, like, where is it? And then it's on top of you and you never saw it coming. And it's just, uh, it felt good. Yeah, good go times, ba- man. No, 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 no. No, let me, it felt good to go back when you were, it was, you know, in like Cata level or Mists level. I forget what expansion. When you could just fly in and be like, Fell Reaver, let's do this. <laughs> you just like two <laughs> yeah, shots. Hey, I'm telling you, it was very satisfying when I was level 70. And I was trying to do the, some of those quests to unlock like heroic modes, heroic shattered halls. And I read the thing on back in the day, Thoughtbot. We're like, yeah, just go over to this spot, wait for him to pat by, and kite him into the horde encampment, and they'll kill him for you. And you're like, doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty clever, actually. Yeah, those NPCs will kill him for you. So That's pretty clever. And you just make, awesome. do the whole. How we've been trained for years since to wait till he's five percent health and tag him once and yeah <laughs> go get your loot. Right. All right. So let's go ahead then here. Uh, let's get into uh, some of the news bites here. Uh, speaking of, well, I guess this is more of a re. No, this is a classic thing, right? That uh, let's see here. They the they did put out that. Uh, uh, Kyvax put out a post here. He says, now that the Burning Crusade Classic pre-patch is fully underway, it has become clear that there could be even more reasons to jump in and play WoW Classic ahead of the Dark Portal opening. And they are increasing the amount of honor uh, that you get. He said, this is a different pre-patch than players experienced in 2007. Uh, on the PvP side of things, players are much more focused on earning level 60 gear than ever before. And with June 1st rapidly approaching, we've seen a lot of feedback that the rate of honor earnings could stand to be increased. And so for the rest of the pre-patch time frame, they're doubling honor gains from all sources in the Burning Crusade pre-patch. And this will also double honor uh, granted by the weekend holidays for each battleground. And it will double the honor reward from the daily call to arms quest. Um, so this way, I think people were complaining that the rate of honor felt a little bit slow. It's the pre-patch. And this is something Blizzard's done a handful of times in live uh, where, you know, they did this back with Valor Points towards the end of Mists, I remember, where they'd be like, yeah, we're just going to double the rate of that for a little bit. Like, it'll be a special thing. Um, and it makes sense because people, you know, like like right now, like they want to keep people engaged. Like you're in the game and you want to stay engaged like every day for these two weeks until Burning Crusade launches. So, you know, give, you know, I guess one way is to to shorten the period of time they can play by, you know, delaying the launch for a day. But 
then also you know give give them a, like a little honor honor thing here so they can come in and pvp and rack up a lot of honor going in uh the other thing they said is that we love uh, the dark moon fair and there are some fun benefits to having it active during pre-patch so we're initializing it this weekend that means you'll be able to see the setup going on in mulgore and then the fair will be open for business starting on monday may 24th so that's this week and then they said the Dark Moon Fair will then return on schedule to Elwyn Forest in June. So yeah, go check out the Dark Moon Fair there and get the the benefits from that. Um, if you're doing the the Burn Crusade pre patch, because that's I mean, that's all you know, that's all good stuff. It makes it feel like more of an event too. Like oh hey, you missed you like you know you weren't there for that two week pre patch where everybody like got all the cool stuff and leveled real quickly and did stuff. It's, it makes it uh, you know good good way to give that sense of FOMO. So um, yeah, that should be good. I don't, I don't understand this. People that are like, we're trying to get level sixty gear because the first quest rewards are far better than even black oh, yeah. player gear. So mm, yeah, I think they're gonna they're they're gonna try to zerg the the pit lord. <laughs> oh, definitely. Doom Lord Kazakh is going down. Yeah, he'll be down before anybody even hits seventy. Although. If low level people start dying, he just starts going into enrage mode, and it becomes it, it probably it might not happen until people hit seventy. <laughs> now that I think of it, thinking of his actual mechanics, is he regains health when people die? Oh, that's tough. So yeah, tough. it might be a while. Plus, I'm not even sure if you can get up there before you can fly. So the pit lord isn't he like right in front of you? But he's up there, but the he's portal? like on an elevated thing, right? Is he? I've. I think he is. I ne- I never got close enough to him until I could fly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you have to be able to fly to actually get to him. Now that I think. Oh. Of oh, that's crazy. Still, it'll be low undergeared people flying up there and dying to his little shadow boat volley, and he'll just be yeah. healing himself. So. Well, flying's available. Flying's available at launch. You just have to be level seventy and able to afford it, right? Yeah, but you have to level seventy. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but but it's not like if they're not waiting for a patch to release it. Like, oh, I'm sure like if, if, it was available yeah. in back in the day, right out of the gate. So, yeah. So, oh, we think M one R C pointing out we're t- we're talking about two different characters. I'm talking about the Pit Lord when you come through the portal and there's that giant Pit Lord standing right in front of you. Oh, when you first when you very first get into Burning Crusade, you're talking about uh, Kazak. I think yes. he's wor- he's yeah he's he's roaming around in. Uh, or is he? He's up there just a little bit northeast of Thromar. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So we're both right. <laughs> we're both right and wrong at the same time. There we go. That's how we do it here. That's how we do it on Wow Talk. We're right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> so uh there was one other thing uh that I want to talk about here this week. Uh, IGN put up a special report. They called it the inside story of Blizzard's departures and a company at a crossroads. And basically it was sort of a summary of the last two years of Blizzard controversy. Um, but it approached from the angle of Blizzard employees, not so much, you know, from the fans perspective. Um, and I mean, it's the, it's a laundry list of stuff that we've, we've talked about before. It goes back to like the, the Hearthstone Hong Kong, uh, Blitzchung issue. Uh, they talk about uh, hiring uh, Brian Bellato, uh from the Trump administration uh, into the uh, into the company. Um, they talk about they, they, they of course they they started off by talking about Jeff Kaplan leaving since that was recent. 
um, and just how all of these little like what, what I think a lot of us would call like missteps by Blizzard, and, and basically anything that Blizzard does when everybody's like, oh, you know, like you know, they blame Activision, and they're like, you know, the old Blizzard wouldn't have done this. Um, anything that that's happened there, like that, like the, the the employees feel it because they still, you know, they they obviously went to work for Blizzard because they believe in Blizzard, and so it kind of hurts them. And the other problem going along with this is that outside of World of Warcraft. Um, and I guess Hearthstone. I mean, Hearthstone's been pretty regularly putting stuff out, but you know they haven't had any major releases in the last several years. I mean, they had Overwatch in 2016, and then oh, which actually I think today's Overwatch's fifth anniversary, so happy birthday, Overwatch! There, but they had Overwatch in 2016, and then we've got Overwatch two coming. We don't know when. We've got Diablo four coming. We don't know when. We have Diablo Immortal coming, you know, presumably sometime this year. Uh, Warcraft three Reforged uh, did not go well. Uh, we we have diablo 2 resurrected coming soonish um but even then that and then the warcraft 3 reforged are, are they're, you know they're not proper full releases they're just re-releases and, and updates to a degree um so like basically like the company is kind of limping along they don't have any major you know product to rally around other than you know warcraft and, and whatnot and then i mean it's I, I guess it really depends what what which department you're in. Like if you're on the Warcraft team, like, yeah, you're going to rally around Warcraft because that's what you do. And that's, that's what you're, you're here for. But yeah, if you're in one of the other game uh, department, you know, if you're on the Overwatch team or, you know, you're on the Diablo team, you know, it can be a little bit hard to keep morale up sometimes with, you know, with Blizzard being attacked and you don't have, you're just like, oh, cool stuff's coming eventually. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, it feels like the employees kind of echo the sentiments that we see online and, and, and I tend to rally against them. Like, for example, with captain leaving, um, you know, I say like, look, he's been there for, you know, almost 20 years. This is a normal thing that happens. I mean, even, you know, Morheim and Metz and every, like none of these people are leaving explicitly like, Oh, you know, Activision took over and now, uh, you know, like, no, they're all leaving because that's just their natural career path. And I, you know, I mean, Metz had his own issues that he's talked about extensively on the instance and he's got the, his Auroraboss Aur uh, game system coming out now over at Warchief Gaming, uh, that seems to be doing very well. Um, you know, and then every, but then you have a ton of the Blizzard developers all going to Dreamhaven and uh, and Second Dinner and uh, Frost Giant, Bonfire. I mean, there's a there's a ton of of like Blizzard knockoff, you know, like second generation Blizzard basically developers that have yet to put anything out, but we're interested to see what they will put out, and. It feels to me like this is really the test of your cor corporate culture, that when you have a guy like Morheim at the top, uh, you know, remember Metzen, you know, all these, you know, they, they, they start the company, they found the company, and then ultimately they leave the company. And when you leave a company, what you want to do is when you're in a leadership position, you want to make sure that the culture that you've instilled goes on beyond you, that that's kind of your legacy. It's not just that the company exists because... You know, many, many times the company doesn't exist. It gets subsumed into a larger entity and then, you know, it, it goes on and you wind up, you know, getting the band back together at some other company. And then we get a, a vision ship of Theseus kind of question, like which company is the real Blizzard? If I took all the employees out of Blizzard and put them all over a Dreamhaven, you know, who's doing what? But you want to instill this corporate culture so that when you're gone, like the people there still believe in it, they still act in it. Because what is like, what is corporate culture? And that comes down to, you know, at, at a given time, like any employee, when they have to make a decision, there's like a right way and a wrong way to handle things. And you want them to choose what is ostensibly the right way. And, you know, and I feel like a lot of us feel like we haven't seen that because we've been seeing, you know, like the Hong Kong Blitzchung thing 
you know, we've been seeing, you know, a lot of the stuff we talked about with uh, with Bobby Kotick. Other other than him taking a pay cut, good guy Bobby Kotick. Other than that, uh, you know, like him him uh, getting all those bonuses before and whatnot. You know, and it's like okay, like those, you know, th- those kind of things don't feel like the Blizzard culture that we expect. And I think the fact that the court, like the the rank and file employees, they're who, like, as a leader, you set the culture and then you let the the base follows you, so that like you you say like you kind of you know instill this culture like again like you know when you have a decision you do the right thing or the wrong thing and then it when it comes down to the rank and file employees like they look to you for inspiration and they follow your lead and they do either the the right thing or the wrong thing what benefits the company or what benefits the culture what benefits the the consumers versus the you know what you know maybe the the easier thing or what benefits the bottom line necessarily sometimes and you know how those decisions can kind of shake out and it seems that they've done a good enough job of installing the culture that when these things that go against it happen, the employees themselves are upset by it or bothered by it. Like they at least agree with us. They they may not necessarily be able to come out and say it all the time. Although they did, I think they were pretty vocal. They did have a walkout uh, with respect to uh, the Blizzchung suspension. Um, There was the walkout that we heard about. And like, there were a lot of internal discussions about that. That overall the employees, I think they're, they they came to Blizzard because they understood what Blizzard was and they wanted to be a part of that, and they don't want to see that go either. The problem is once they get demoralized enough that they stop believing in the vision of Blizzard, that's when Blizzard, you know, the 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 good Blizzard that we all think of, and I'm using air quotes a lot here for whatever reason, but that's when like the good Blizzard that we think of, that's when that disappears. That's when that goes away. When the 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 average Blizzard employee no longer believes in what Blizzard can be, and it's all very. This is all very ephemeral. This is all very much like if you want it to be, it can be. It's like Tinkerbell in uh, in Peter Pan. Like if you clap for Blizzard, Blizzard will be okay. <laughs> and 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 then to a degree, like the, the the hope is still there. Like the you know the, the the passion is still there. Like there are employees there who believe in that that kind of Blizzard. And so on the one hand, when we see stuff like Kaplan leaving. You know, when we see stuff like Metzen and Morheim and everybody, you know, going back to Pardo and Frank Pierce and everybody, everybody departing. It can, we, you know, we can look at that and be like, okay, that's another, another guy, you know, another guy at the top who would be shielding us from, from Activision's overlord. And, and I should note, I'm exaggerating Activision's effect here because it's, it, that's just the perception. I'm not actually saying Activision does that, but. You know, it's like, oh, one more guy from the top who's shielding everybody, and now that's going to give them more influence. And to a degree, that does happen. But the the the, the point of this article, the, the, the hope that I took away from this is that the employees understand what Blizzard was, and they know how that company is supposed to work, how that company is supposed to feel. When you go to BlizzCon, when you see those packages that are all very well put together of all the fans talking and, and you know, Morheim's classic, everybody's a friend, you just haven't met each other yet line. That kind of like, you know, stuff like that's the heart of Blizzard. I think the, the you know, a lot of people are worried about the heart of Blizzard, that Activision is like 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 the Lich King. It's going to take the heart and throw it down a well. And and then we've got some some vacuous soul helmet controlling everything. And no, the 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 employees are fine. They will find their you know, they will they can keep management to a degree when you have enough employees going one way. They can keep management. Like I said, with the Blitzchung walkout where. You know, they there was a lot of internal dialogue, and then we got the comments from from uh, J. Allen Brackett to, to open the one BlizzCon. You know, it's not 
always easy. And I mean, it is a, I mean, you know, it, you know, Bobby Kotick does have responsibilities to shareholders and he is going to be a capitalist at the end of the day. Um, and, and, you know, the company's going to go in certain directions. Uh, the one problem that they did point out though, is that because Blizzard hasn't released anything major lately, that they're lagging behind King and Activision proper as far as bringing in revenues to the company. And so what that means is when you have these meetings with the executives and if anybody's like, Hey, we don't think, you know, Activision should have this guy on its board. Blizzard really doesn't have a lot of pull there because they're like, well, what have you shipped? And so. Burning you know, for the same class. Right, right. No, and, it's, and, and, it's a joke. It's amazing. Like it. Actually, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but. You know, they, they said they said it looks like Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 might actually ship around the same time, which looks to be like late 2022, early 2023, which is kind of what I've been calling all along. Um, at least for Diablo Immortal. I said 2023 for Diablo uh, or Diablo 4, rather. Overwatch 2 uh, coming like 2022. That feels like a bit of a surprise. But. Uh, I think that the company, it can be a difficult it, it, it's. Anytime you have a mix of cultures and it's anytime you're losing your culture, I think it, it can be difficult to tread when you have those cornerstones, those people who are hallmarks of the company who almost become representatives of the company. I mean, you know, he's, he's Jeff from the Overwatch team. You can't think of the Overwatch team without Jeff. And, you know, whenever any of those people lose and I just want to give credit to Jeff for leaving right before they announced that Overwatch is going from 6v6 to 5v5. Because I saw somebody complaining like, oh, you know, Jeff leaves and they put that in. Like, no, Jeff was there when they put that in. He just didn't want to be there when they announced it. <laughs> but anyway. But I think that there's hope that the, that the, the employees, that they, they understand, I think, you know, you know, any company in this day and age is not going to do the right thing all the time. And it can be hard to find their way. And I don't want to come across as like, like the article comes across a little bit doom and gloom. Like uh, I don't think it's doom and gloom. I think Blizzard's going to be awkward until they put stuff out. And that's just how it's going to be. And Blizzard's never been a company to put stuff out on any kind of regular schedule. And it's going to be even more messed up because of COVID, because now the only thing that they did put out on a regular schedule, aside from Hearthstone is War Warcraft expansions. Every two years, boom, Warcraft expansion. Every two years, Warcraft expansion. Now we're in the middle of 9.1. We don't know when 9.1 is coming. They pulled people off of Overwatch 2. This I thought was interesting. They pulled people off of Overwatch 2 to get Shadowlands out. Remember when they delayed Shadowlands for a month? They mm -hmm. were they were behind enough that they pulled people off the one project to get this out. So that's, that means Overwatch 2 got pushed back because they needed to get Shadowlands out. That, you know, they've put on a very good face as far as saying, like, oh, yeah, we've been doing well working from home and whatnot. But they're, they've had to jump through some major hoops to get to where we are now. And we still don't know when 9.1 is coming. And, and, and I... I so far, the only thing I've heard from from you know source you know sources sources, I think it was uh, uh some streamers or something who may may know people, um, but they've been saying like you know be ready for this to for this to be a longer patch for this to take a while to come out, and you know you look at Shadowlands and you think okay like you know they clearly had an an arc for this story going into it, and I could see them cutting it after nine point two like there's clearly going to be a nine point two there's clearly going to be another raid where we take on the jailer. And I could see them kind of, you know, like compressing whatever this second half of the expansion was going to be into that one patch so they can get it done so that we can get back as close to getting it two years before the next expansion, you know, can be. And and we're going to look back and I think Shadowlands is going to be the expansion that could have been so much more, but COVID made it weird. And that's just, you can't blame Blizzard for that. That's just how it is. 
So anyway, I think I've, I've, I think I've ranted long enough there. I guess my point is just, you know, um, don't be too pessimistic on blizzard, but, uh, the company will just be better when they release stuff. And that's how, you know, once they start releasing stuff and then they'll go back to not releasing things. And, um, that's just their nature. And I think we just have to accept it. That's just human nature. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Well, no, but blizzard more so than other companies. Like they've all, you know, you know, and, and that's one of those things we've always said, like, oh, they, they stop doing the, we'll release it when it's ready. But the fact that we don't have Diablo four and the fact that Overwatch two is still way, ways off, like they're, they're not releasing them until they're ready. So, cause we should, I think by the, if, the, if, the, if they had done things the way they wanted to, we would have had Diablo four by now, at least, at least Diablo four. Or at least Diablo immortal. I mean, yeah, that's a whole I I still don't understand the delay there, but I mean, if I don't know that uh, someday I I will look forward to somebody writing like the I know we got like there's the WoW diary which uh, what John Stats wrote about the uh, the development of Warcraft back in the day. I want like the uh, like I want the the full book like the Blizzard Chronicles or something like whoever can get in there. And just talk about like Blizzard from 2010 to 2020, or, or you know 2015 to 2025, whatever. Like whatever. Like this period, I think is so fascinating. If so, if if some reporter can get in there and write a book about it, I would I'd be all over that. So, because I'm reading uh, Press Reset by Jason Schreier, and the uh, the press blurb for it, or on one of the things it says like you know like Jason takes you into the rooms you know when the employees are all called in and 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 laid off and you'll find out what that's like and I'm like I've been laid off like three times now I know what that's like <laughs> it's real <laughs> not fun nothing. yeah so anyway so let's go ahead that uh, that that rant went a little bit longer than I expected so let's go ahead let's uh now let's go back here for a moment since we didn't get to actually release episode one eighty four. Uh, let's do uh let's rerun the question of the week here from two weeks ago or a month ago now. Uh, we said, how do you feel about the mission table? Are you still using, are you still using it? Have you given up on it? Is it worth your time? And uh, I don't know, Ray, do you want to start? Sure. We have a uh, scrubs versus the world at scrubs VS. I kind of like that. They added the little mini game. That's kind of fun. I do my table most days for the anima and the mess and stuff. Me too. And Eric, Eric, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, this one's from Allie at uh, Allie Andrask. Uh, I wasn't too impressed with the mission table until I started using the add-on venture plan. It's kind of sad that it takes an add-on for it to feel good, but that's where I'm at. And Harv, you want the next one? Honors Hammer, hand of it all, at Honors Hammer. I gave up on it. My champions were super weak, and the rewards weren't worth it. And then we had Brian Fuller at Brian underscore Fuller seven. I use it every day to farm mats and anima. I don't do world quests due to the time constraints. So it's a nice way to keep my anima progression going At max level. The rewards are pretty solid. And it can be self-sustaining. So I'll admit, I actually haven't logged into the mission table now in about two weeks. So I've been using it more because, uh, I'm on from the chat had mentioned in uh, discord last week about venture plan, which makes much more sense than the other add on. And, now I'm like, ooh, that's what I want. Things that give me XP, so I'm not so weak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so I think this week's question of the week, since Burning Crusade uh, Classic is coming up, it should be, are you, uh, you going to be jumping into the Burning Crusade? Are you already in the pre-patch? 
what uh, what race class are you and how are you enjoying it? Let us know. You can play with Harv. Yeah, taking it old school. <laughs> no mage. <laughs> so, and I'll, I'll I'll come by. You can visit me out in Thunder and uh, Thousand Needles. No, uh, I'm not I'll going. Tell you, to I'll tell you which Mace I'm on. <laughs> that, man, that was like 25 levels ago. I'm yeah, or maybe like 15 or 16 levels ago, but I'm not going back. So one other thing I did want to mention, I forgot to mention um, that I said I was going to get back to, is that they did announce the price cost for the the uh, the boost. And originally it was like thirty five dollars, I think, to release the that uh, if you wanted to boost your character, it was thirty five dollars, and I think it was either thirty five or fifty dollars if you wanted to do the cloning service. And they did wind up lowering the price on those, or at least the cloning service. I don't know about the boost, but they did re- reduce the price on the cloning service if you wanted to have have your character on both servers. And they said part of the problem is they'd never offered this service before, so they didn't know what the price, right price point was. And then everybody said it was too high. So like, okay, well, then if you all think it's too high, we'll lower it. So um, they were relatively uh, amenable on that. You know, and it, it makes sense. Um, I think they, they I think they may have wanted to dissuade people from doing that. And, and I, don't, I don't know if uh, that did or not, but um, I don't know. It, I, 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 I feel like there, there shouldn't be that large of an audience anyway. The problem... The problem I felt like on Twitter was that everybody's acting like the prices were all like, this is the cost it's going to be to play the game. And it's like, no, like the game's free. <laughs> like, if you, the game like, you is $15 a month. Like it's always been right. Like you don't need like, yeah, you don't need to buy anything. Like as long as you're subscribed, you get burning crusade classic. Like, you, you know, you don't, you certainly don't need those mounts. It's a little weird thinking there's store mounts back in burning crusade. But I mean, if that's kind of how, how they need to, it is weird offset, being, seeing people running running around on the store mounts all the time. I'm like, man, where did y'all get those mounts? Oh yeah, that was the store mount. Yeah. That was the deluxe edition mount. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's what that's the other thing I want to do is I want to go park a character in uh well I'd have to get into Shatrath. But if once I get into Shatrath I want to just park a character on the mount there and just be like, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so uh so that was that. Now let's go ahead. Uh, this is when we look back 100 episodes to episode 85 of uh, Wow Talk here. So that was from July 9th, 2017. It was me, Ray, and Eric. Patch 7.3 was on the PTR. Uh, they had uh, you guys had found when you were raiding in the Tomb of Sargeras that somebody got a buff to become Gul'dan and fight the group. Oh yeah, that sounds like monster. That was Gul'dan. Yeah. We called them. Yeah. And so, so that sounded pretty cool. Uh, so we talked a bit about raiding uh, Tumas Argeris. Uh, this was when I started my rants against the Blinktron 5000s, because at the time you had the Blinktron 6000, which gave you the legendaries in Legion. But if you had anybody put out the Blinktron 5000, and if you went and do, did the daily from the Blinktron 5000, you couldn't get the quest from the 6000 where you might get your legendary to drop. So I was like, anybody that puts out a 5000, I hate you because you're blocking me from getting the 6000. Bamboozled. Yes. I still haven't finished that achievement. You still what? I still haven't finished that achievement that you can only get from the Blinktron 5000, though. What's that? You get those little... Oh, the binary messages? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I cut you off, Ray. What'd you say? Oh, it says you you just went up and grabbed the quest without looking at which one it was? Yeah, the first few times until I learned, and then I was like, whoa, like, are you a, a Blinktron... 5,000, no. Get away. Get out of here. I don't want you. <laughs> I think even They're then. They're still in Dalaran. Because st- yeah. sometimes I'll go pick one up. I'm like, oh, it's there. 
You could always ask me. I could, I think I have. I forget if I have both of them. I can always drop one off if you still need it. No. No. Are oh, you talking to Harv? <laughs> Anyone that still needs it, I'm pretty sure I have one or both. I have to double check. Well, you can still get legendaries off the six thousands because I I think I in BFA like I happened to cross one. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then like like oh, I got one of the legendaries I didn't have. <laughs> so. So that that random luck protection on getting the legendaries is still in effect in the background somewhere. <laughs> and then uh, Ian did an interview with Preach. Uh, he talked about why Argus was only a patch. Uh, we were coming up on one year in the expansion, and point three was on the PTR. Here we're cu- we're going to be coming up on one year on the expansion, and we don't even know when when nine point one is coming out. So that's a that's a comparison. Uh, Hearthstone Knights of the Frozen Throne was announced. So we talked about Death Knight Jaina. Uh, we had a discussion of the Vindicator as a mobile command base because that was coming in 7.3. And someone posted about Blizzard trademarking Return of the Lich King. I thought this was clever. They posted on MMO Champion a link to Reddit saying, look, Blizzard did this, uh, you know, did this trademark. Then the, the post on Reddit linked back to MMO Champion saying, look, Blizzard did a trademark. So there was no actual source for it. They just sourced themselves in the other location. Oh, no. And so, yeah, everybody, like everybody fell for it for a bit, and then they're like, "Wait a minute, this isn't right." And then everybody immediately dismissed it. So, uh, once again, just watch what you're reading on the internet because it uh, it may not be accurate. What stuff on the internet is always <laughs> accurate, Nick? We've been over this. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. That uh, I think that wraps us up here. I want to make a joke about not being accurate. I got nothing. I'm out of it. I'm done. <laughs> hey, you can go play BCC where hit rating is a thing again. Oh my good. I you know what I mean? I want to they still have uh weapon skills, right? Like when you hit oh, something yeah. with a sword. Okay. Mm-hmm. I might I might just go like I might just go punch stuff until I can watch just so I can watch my uh hey, unarmed go up. I melee something on my major earlier and my two-handed went staves one? went up to like 220. Whoa. <laughs> That's impressive. Hey, I back in the day on my original main, I had all of the weapon skills, including unarmed, maxed out on my mage. Nice. That's it. You ordered a knuckle sandwich. I did. You're one of the few mages that justifies looking as buff as the mages do in Warcraft. Hey. The way to do it. I was like, there yeah. are bars to fill. Thanks to Guild that's, Wars, because they that's had what a, it was. Yeah, because Guild Wars had different like you know, achievements that you get in there too or whatever. So when I saw they had stuff, I'm like, oh no, I got to fill this bar. It's <laughs> just punching random crap. Yeah, I went down there to like Shadow Labs underneath Akendune where those mobs just continually spawn and I just sit out there and punch them as they were fighting the guards. And then I was sitting there and other people were doing the same thing. I'm like, I'm not the only one that thought of this. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's wrap it up here. We've been going long enough. So this has been uh, WoW Talk number 185. Uh, thank you to everyone at home for downloading and listening. Thank you to Heat Kings for the intro song. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing. And thank you for uh, for editing us through whatever whatever sound issues we have. And I, everybody, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, hopefully there won't be any issues with this episode, uh, that you should be getting this regularly in your podcatcher. Uh, and thank you to uh, everyone hanging out in the chat room. We had... Uh, 2020, Academy Impossible, Bloodluster, M1RC, Joanna X Bella, RX Rhythm, and Workhouses. So thank you all for hanging out there. We are at WowTalkMTV on Twitter. 
Also at the Mash Network. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Also on YouTube at youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Ray, where can people find you? You can find me at Facebook with my name. And then the URL there is Bishona Nomiko, which is my Twitter handle. And for Discord with a pound sign 4932. And Eric, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook at my name and on Discord at Toretto pound sign 7645. And Harv, where can people find you? On Facebook at my name and on Discord at Harv pound sign 8673. And I am at BH on Twitter. You can also find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on the Torn and the Goblin talking about Warcraft story and lore and also on the new show Squad Goals where me and Har- uh, not Harv, you're not on that show, Kurabara <laughs> is. Kurabara from uh, from Apex Legends, and also he's been on this show before. Uh, so it's me and him, and then Chip from Wondrous Tales. We're all talking about Mass Effect Legendary Edition, playing through that. We are going very slowly, so you take your time. You know, come and come and catch up with us. We just got uh, we just recorded our episodes on the Citadel, so those should be going up soon. So uh, you can check that out. Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast, only on Mash Those Buttons. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. Our next show recording is June 7th, 2021 at 1030 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Email us with any questions or comments at wowtalk at mash.gg. Let us know what your plans are for the Burning Crusade Classic launch on June 1st. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can on your favorite plat- podcast platform of choice and visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to Patreon-exclusive content, such as my weekly WoW thoughts, where I talk about what I'm thinking about WoW for about 10 minutes each week. It sounds a lot like my rant earlier about Blizzard employees. It's, you get that, uh, you know, if, uh, if you're a patron, you get that weekly, just me talking about stuff. So go check that out as well. Also, for those in the chat room, please consider a Twitch subscription if you can. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well at our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Ray, Eric, and Harv, I'm Nick, and enjoy playing WoW. See you guys. See ya. Later. And not all hunters look the same, Nick. Wait, I never said that. Did you say that? You confused me for Kurabara, and we both made Oh. I'm a hunter, too. I, I don't... Wait, am I you? What? What is this? Is this real? Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord.